Welcome to Keeping It a Hundo. I'm your host, Matty Hundo. Today's guest is Jermon Bushrod. He spent 12 years in the NFL, most of it with the Saints, as a starting offensive tackle. He's a two-time pro bowler, and he's got free gumbo for life because in 2009, he helped the Saints win a Super Bowl championship, their first and only Super Bowl. He also played for the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins. To have the career that Jermon had coming from small-town Virginia, that's King George, Virginia, and then he played at Towson University, fourth-round pick, it's impressive what he was able to accomplish. 2011, he led the NFL in snaps played. That means that he never left the field. If his offense was out there, he was out there. He wasn't taking plays off. Jermon is just a solid guy. He's dependable. He's a high-character guy, and that's why he got the big bucks, and that's why his team voted him as the most courageous guy on the team. It was a Courage Award, the Ed Block Courage Award he received last season from the Saints. That's a testament to the type of teammate he's been, but specifically last season when Jermon and his wife lost their child, Jordan, um, a week into Jordan's life. It was during uh, the football season, and it really took its toll on Jermon, but he came back, and he ended up starting a few games after that to help his team get into the playoffs, obviously with a heavy heart, and his team definitely noticed that, and that's why he received the Ed Block Courage Award. I met Jermon about a year ago when his wife was pregnant. Uh, I went to his home in New Orleans and recorded a podcast with him. But that podcast was never released due to the circumstances the podcast was recorded under. I was hired by a company, by a person who lied to me, who let me down. And I don't even want to mention that person's name. But I was given a salary. I was put on the payroll and I was hired to do podcasts for him. Unfortunately, the dude never followed through on the terms and conditions we agreed to under contract. Regardless, we went down to New Orleans. We went to Jermon's. Jermon was gracious to allow us into his home, met his family. We went. We had a great meal at Restaurant Rebirth in uh, New Orleans. It was, it was a great experience. And unfortunately, that podcast was never released. But I did uh, make a friend out of it because Jermon and I have remained in touch he even introduced me to his alter ego, Durag Jaman. So look forward to you getting a chance to meet Durag Jaman as well. And on the field, there's some skill position guys that owe him a lot of gratitude. Guys like Ryan Tannehill and Jay Ajayi in Miami and Jay Cutler and Matt Forte in Chicago. And he helped Drew Brees set records in New Orleans, paving the way for Drew and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. He definitely left his mark, but I think he's going to have a bigger mark off the field with whatever he does with the rest of his life. He's already a great dad and a great husband. He always puts his family first, and I'm excited to see what's next for him. This is my conversation with your mom, Bushrod. Happy belated birthday, bro. Appreciate it, my brother. Was it uh, last, last week, about a week ago? Yeah, last, uh, last Monday. Last Monday, thirty fifth, thirty fifth birthday. Yep. Damn, that's your Reggie Lewis. You know Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis. That's what I think of when I think of thirty five. Reggie Lewis played okay. for the Celtics. He died. Okay. Heart attack on the court. Damn. 
hey, he was like my favorite player back then. For sure. Uh, a little tough. before your time. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's a tough way. That's 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 a tough way to go out, man. Yep. DMV guy too. Baltimore. I knew that's that's why I knew that. I knew of the name. I knew of that situation. Dunbar. You seen that? Yeah, Dunbar yeah, yeah, story yeah, yeah. ESPN. Yep. Yep. They had yep, four yep. guys from there. Yep. Starting five. Because I had a couple NBA. buddies who uh, who played football. At Dunbar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Because you know I went to school right in Towson. Yep. Just right outside of Baltimore, so you know my Baltimore connects are pretty. Pretty good. Know some people from around there. What about those island connects? You're out in Turks and Caicos? Lovely. Birthday out there? Lovely, man. I, look, I, it was so nice out there. I took the family out there. and So nice. I was like, me and the wife, we went back for the 35th. You know, we just went out there for a few days just to enjoy ourselves before this new baby comes. You do that uh, fish fry they got? I did. I made it out there. Um, it's like on Wednesday? Is Thursday. Thursday? Thursday. So the first time we went, that's all the locals were talking about. You got to do the fish fry on Thursday. Yep. But we left on Thursday. So, oh, okay. Uh, I said if we if we go back out there, we, we left on Friday this past time. So we definitely enjoyed it. It was cool because, you know, you got to see the locals come out. Yeah, it's a locals mixed with the tourists. It's a locals and the tourists came out. So it was just, it was all love. You had some good food, some music playing. What'd nice. you get? What didn't I get? They were making some conch Same salad. Way. I had, had conch that. salad. I had a lobster. For sure. Because I think tail. lobster season had just come in. Yep. Probably for most of those islands uh, down in the Caribbean. So they had the lobsters on the grill. We had, um, of course, fried fish, um, jerk chicken. A couple people had um, lobster mac and cheese. It was all good. I feel like they do that at a lot of the islands. They have, uh, they have sure. the same. I was in Barbados last week. They yeah. do the same thing on... Uh, Fridays, mm-hmm. and it's all these different vendors, and the whole town comes out, or the whole island comes it's, it's out. It's a good vibe, man. I mean, I, I've been to the Bahamas a few times, and, you know, whatever resort you go to, you always pass the local, it looks like all the local restaurants and shops, and they all tell you that's the fish fry. You can go there every day in the Bahamas. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh Same it's thing nice. in Barbados. It was an everyday thing, but mm-hmm. it's popping on Friday. For sure. Yeah. For sure. What's your favorite island? You got a favorite one? Is it there? I mean, you've gone back there twice. I mean, look, I, I went out there. The, I think what, what made it for me, like, because we left on that Thursday. And the weather was kind of funny the first time we went. But in the last morning, I woke up and, you know, we had the ocean view room. And, man, the water looked like a swimming pool. So, like, I ran down to get my wife, like a little child. Like, I ran down to go get my wife from the pool. I was like, we got to go to the water right now. Like, you have That's to come how I right am. now. That's you know? how I am. It was no wind. It was no clouds. Yeah. The water looked, I'm telling you, it looked like a swimming pool. We walked. I mean, you could have walked for miles. That's how, like, how low it was. It was that uh, low? Oh, man. Like a sandbar? It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Like, you could walk out so far, me and the wife, we walked out and just enjoyed the vibe and we literally was out there contemplating, like, <laughs> adding, adding a couple of days and pushing our flight back, but financially it wasn't worth it. Last week when I was in Barbados, it was, uh, like, a couple little private beaches behind the Airbnb I stayed at. And I was out there one morning by myself, nobody out there. I'm floating around in the water. A couple sea turtles yeah. just swimming near me. Yeah. It's me and the sea turtles. Nobody on the beach but me and them, like, Beautiful. Yes, it's 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 awesome. Cause actually, uh, I kind of got a little story to kind of piggyback on that. We took a boat in Turks one day. It was, and that was so it was beautiful, right? And we got off the boat. Me, the wife, the kids, another couple we were with, and it was a stingray, just like in the water. Just of course, I'm kind of scared of it. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's 
it's in the water, it's swimming around, and it's just, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of magical, man. It was just kind of cool to be out there. Well, to, to run into them in, like, natural habitat, and it's right. not like a tour or something. Yeah, like some kind of, like, petting zoo or some crazy yeah, exactly. shit. You know, it was just, it was just normal, you know, just, uh, just nature at its finest. And yeah. So to see that, man, it was just kind of surreal, you know, just being able to do that and seeing the water, the clouds, the sunset, man, that was just... It was much needed, you know. It was just like a nice, uh, a nice escape. So when you're back here in Miami, or you're in Broward, yeah, whatever, same thing, South Florida. Yeah, that's where our category is. Yeah, I just say I just live in South Florida. Yeah, and whenever, whenever I meet anybody who says they got a little money, usually an athlete or whatever, and they say they live in South Florida, it's like, well, are you single or you got a family? If you got a family, you're up this way. Right, Because sure. this is the only place people build houses. And for sure. If, you, if you're single, you live alone, you probably live in Brickell or South Beach. Or yeah, you probably start Fort Lauderdale you, and you head, you head down south, closer to the beach. Yeah. And I don't blame you. Exactly. So when you're out here, I see you on Instagram. You're barbecuing. <laughs> you're do-rag Jermon. Yeah. You're, you're all these different yeah. Instagram characters. You're, I can see you transitioning almost into like like a Spice, like yeah. Spice Adams type guy. Like obviously a different lane. For sure. But like definitely a character like that. You got that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, I just like to have fun, man. You know, I've always been that type of person. You know, I like to be the, you know, the goofy child. You know, I like to make people laugh. That's kind of something I've always enjoy doing it's always kind of something that's been in me but you know like when you see me during the season it's all kind of business you know because my my focus is on one thing and that's to get the job done and if I don't get the job done then I don't get to be in a situation so now that just like football's not really that important to me you know because we have other things in life going on you know I can just be me you know and just have fun and the whole do-rag thing is funny because I literally like I've never been like a person who wears them all the time but like <laughs> blame my barber like he cut my hair one day he was like man because you know I had like the little twist in my hair it wasn't that long but I had the little twist and you know you can make it look right and make it look presentable but he was like man why don't you go ahead and cut it off take it back and I was like dude I haven't cut my hair in like five years it's always been at least an inch or a couple inches long and uh once he did that, I seen a wave or two through that, <laughs> through that grease, and I think I went and like dug up my like one of my my old do rags that I had like stashed in the back uh you know of a drawer somewhere, and, and here we are now. My you know I don't know if anybody caught it, but on my Instagram, my wife bought me like <laughs> like five or six of them, a Gucci one, a, two velvet ones, two satin ones. So you know I've been having fun. I've been having fun on Instagram. Flap with up, it. flap down. Flap up, yeah. Flap, <laughs> flap down, man. You just in a whole different mindset. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you mentioned the football situation. You visited with Carolina in yeah. the off season. Yeah. Um, what happened there? Man, I'm gonna tell you. It's funny because Carolina was a place I could see myself, the the wife and I, I could see us settling because it was, um, they have a great airport there. You know, we can fly in and out, get down to New Orleans. I can get to D.C. because I'm from Virginia. My wife is uh, born and raised in, um, <clears throat> in New Orleans. So I thought it would be a good place to kind of settle for a little while, you know, because you can get, get a lot of bang for your buck housewise yep. out there. Uh, I like the idea of that. 
So when they gave, you know, when they had the opportunity to go there after last season, it was tough because you know we had some things that we were, you know, family-wise, we we were going through last year, and our lease wasn't up in New Orleans. And you've been to that place in New Orleans; it was hard to leave that spot in New Orleans. But Beautiful. we we were down there, and I took the visit, and we were still living in New Orleans, and we didn't even move back here to South Florida yet. And to me, it didn't make sense for me to make a move to go sign somewhere when we were literally about to move back to South Florida. So then I would have to leave. I would move back to South Florida April 1st because that's when we were moving back. So now I had to leave to go somewhere else in two weeks to start training. It didn't make sense. So I put it to, uh, you know, I kind of put football behind me a little bit and wanted to come here and get settled. And the longer I stayed here and, you know, I still love I still love the game, but I don't know if I can – give it my all like I want to. So it just didn't <clears throat> it didn't make sense for me to sign it. So you haven't made the decision to retire yet? I'm ninety five percent. Like every day I'm moving closer What if you to got it. a call though from I've gotten a call. I've okay, gotten, you got a couple I, calls? I've gotten mm, four or five teams have reached out. What if it was the right team? Like say it was like you living in Miami now, what if it was the Dolphins? I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good. Like I'm okay. it, to pull to pull me out of where I am right now and we'll talk a little bit later about the situation that we were in and just how my mindset has been changed a little bit do rag jamal yeah do rag jamal <laughs> nah, but, nah, you know, but um just things are different man it's just like something has clicked in me health is my health is important to yeah me. so you know it's <clears throat> it's starting to become a trend for me in the off season you know I've, i had thumb surgery last year the year before that i had thumb and wrist two years before that i had shoulder and bicep tendon so three out of the last four years it's starting to become a trend i've had two surgeries on my dominant hand it doesn't i don't have the strength that i once had mm -hmm. yeah i can go and sign something but i haven't been training you know so i have, I have principles about myself i'm not going to go and take somebody's money if i'm not 100 percent in it already yeah i'm not saying that mentally or physically right until you know for me Physically, are you ever ready? You know, like you train, you train, you train, but the mental part is what is the determining factor whether you're gonna have success or not. In my eyes, because you have to do it every day, whether you feel good or not. Like you got to do it every day. And when you get older, like me, it's like a it's like a car, man. Like it's a, like a nice car, right? Like how you many have to, you gotta thirty-five? Start it up. Year old not linemen are there left? I mean, players in the league, there's not a lot, but I think there's one or two linemen that are still in the league. Okay, that I came that I got drafted in with uh, in the 2007 draft class, so it ain't many of them. 14 years you played, uh, 12. 12, 12, yeah, okay, yeah, we just finished 12. Well, speaking of uh, Charlotte, I was out there recently. One of my good friends I grew up with lives out there now, my boy Mav. Um, his kids play for Roman Hopper. Isn't he one of your old that's teammates? My, that's my dude. Yeah, that's he's the dude. coach of their like soccer Little team. Soccer or team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember looking at his uh, his IG and um, yeah, he was coaching for a while because he seemed he seemed to be pretty happy doing. I that think too. he said this season they didn't get him and they were disappointed because the yeah, kids loved him for sure. Yeah. For sure, Roman's a good solid dude, man. That was a guy. He got drafted in New Orleans in '06. I came in in '07. You know, he's 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 been my guy ever since. You know, as a guy, we had a lot of fun back in the day, and 
I've loved to see his career. I love to, you know, I love stepping on that field with him. And, uh, you know, he's just been a good guy. I mean, he's actually helped me a lot, and, you know, probably more than he knows. Just, you know, because we're just, we're growing. We're, 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 we're getting older and a little bit more wiser. And, you know, you know how life is. We're here with Jamon Bushrod, 12-year uh, veteran, played for the Saints, won a Super Bowl with the Saints, couple Pro Bowls, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, how many? Two? Two. Two Pro Bowls, played for the Dolphins, played for the Bears. Um, solid, solid career, offensive tackle. And uh, he is close to retirement, but I guess he's not quite made up his mind yet. We're there. Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Um, it's 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 a big leap to for me to you know to say I'm done you yeah know, because this is something your whole I, life yeah I mean I, my mother wouldn't let me play till I was 12 and I wasn't very good probably till like my junior year but what about like even um, youth football you can't be that big right you so can't that, play that was that was another issue it was like when I went to go sign up I couldn't play with the kids my age so my, mom, my mother was like. You're not playing with older kids, so I just kept playing baseball. Baseball, and I played a little basketball later on too, but baseball was my passion. I wanted to go to school to do that. And when I went to Towson, I wanted to play both, but it's too much. You yeah, know? it is. It's too much. I went to school to try to play two sports, and it ain't happening. After football season, I was like, right. I'm out of here. Right. I was trying to play basketball too. Yeah, not yeah, happening. that's that's too that's too close. Nah, that's close. Yeah, yeah. I went home. Oh, the weight, the weight stuff. I heard um, Pop Warner now has no limit, no weight limit. They have two leagues now. You can, yeah, like big guys can play with the little guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like uh, my thoughts on youth football. Youth football are is dying. I go back and forth with it. Yeah, I mean, About, you mean as far as your kids playing and yeah, I mean just as a whole. Yeah, you know, because this is a uh, this is a violent game that we play. And sometimes, like I, I know I'm, I know I'm at, I know my career is pretty much done because I look at it on TV now and I kind of cringe at some of the yeah. shots. Yeah, I look at take. it way differently than when I played. Right, because like you know, because when you're out there, you're just in this mindset of, man, I got to protect these guys. You know, I got to protect my quarterback. I need to make sure my running back doesn't get crushed. You know, so I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Like I, I'll. I'll do whatever it takes, you know. Sometimes we, we fail, but that's what kept me going. Just the guys beside me, the guys behind me. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be in that kind of mindset. And if you're not in that kind of, for me, if I wasn't in that kind of mindset, it just wasn't. It ain't worth it, you know. It's it's lightweight war. For sure. You know, for like because sure. people people can have their life. I mean, people don't die on the field, but you can have Shit, your I mean, whole life. Part of you can die. Like, changed, right? Like, like look at. Um, was at the Ed Block Courage Award in um, in Baltimore in March, and I seen somebody. Uh, I seen Shazier. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like, this dude's an he was an animal mm -hmm. on the field. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got a, a story about him when we played in the playoff games. But like, for him to have all that success and for him to go through that, him and his family, that's tough, man. Because this game is taken away from you in such a, a drastic way. But I feel for him. His whole, his physical self died there. For sure. Like he's, he his did. whole life has changed. He did. So, you know, I hope he, and I got to talk to him a little bit and I'm sure he's putting things into perspective and, and trying to make sure that his life is better. But it's, it's, it's going to, it takes a while, I'm sure.
Speaking of the Ed Block Courage Award, this is the award you received. Yes. Um, your teammate, who who picks the, whole the team. winner? The team votes on it. The whole team. The whole team. I believe it's team and coaching staff. Okay. They vote for it, and they voted for me. You know, um, and that was and that was. Uh, I guess we can kind of talk about yeah, why exactly. Yeah. Um, you lost a child. Uh, yeah. Was it last football season? Yeah. Uh, she was born October 11th. Her name was Jordan, and she passed a week later on October 18th. For those who do follow my career, I, they, the Saints released me week one, and a lot of people didn't know why. And that was the reason why, because we found out that she was born with a chromosome disorder, Wolf-Hirschhorn syndrome. And you're looking at me like, what the hell is that? That's the same thing, same look I had when the doctor was telling both of us. You know, it was a very trying time for the wife and I, um, <clears throat> but, you know, kind of getting back to this at Block Courage Award, like, I've never been through anything that rough, you know what I'm saying, in life, so I was doing something I love, playing football, but the bigger picture, my family, news came down, I was, I was checked out, like I was good, like I was, I was ready to just give it up, but, <clears throat> You know, when you go through tragedy, like, the people who mean the most to you come and help you, right? So we leaned on God, family, friends, and that team and that organization helped me so much, helped my wife so much. Man, my wife didn't pick up a, a dish for three weeks. Every day, 5 o'clock, somebody, somebody dropping a meal somebody's off. wife coming by, dropping a meal off, coming by, seeing her, family coming down. I mean, I had two nannies from Chicago. That we had, they drove down. What? Man, yeah, they drove down just to spend two weeks wow. in the house. Didn't care about where they slept. Didn't care about nothing. Like, so it was like, like that's like that's just God. That's just love. I don't think people understand what it's like to lose a child right. in that way. I've never had kids, but my brother and his wife were trying to get pregnant for a long time, and about. 12 years ago they had the same thing happen that yeah. happened to you and they were having triplets and they didn't have any kids yet so she was pregnant with triplets you know people buying them the gifts three this three strollers and three this and three yeah. outfits and you know all that stuff and then I think one of them died in the womb and then two of them were delivered alive and then they were alive for maybe a week like Jordan was and they lost all three. Oh man. Yeah. So they were devastated. They have two healthy kids now, but you know, for a while there, it was like that was our chance at having kids, and for it's sure. it's gone. For sure. I had a girlfriend at the time I was living with, and she was so dumb and ignorant. She was saying things like, like the day it happened or the day after, I was like really down. And what's wrong? I said, What do you think's wrong? And she's like. What are you upset about? And I'm like, I'm upset about what happened to my brother. My brother and his wife lost right. three kids yesterday. She's like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, huh? She's an idiot. Like, what is wrong? And she says, like, you dodged the bullet. well, they never really, they never really knew the kids. And I'm just, you have not. I threw her suitcase through the wall. Yeah. I threw her out. I was living with her. I threw her out. Like li literally, I yeah. threw her out. I never, never lived with her like after that. that. Like. Who, like I mean, who, Nobody wants that kind of energy. Like That's crazy if, if, to me. If you can't, 
being pathetic toward towards what people got going on like you you're just you're but just I guess lost. I don't I, so that's why I said don't think people understand yeah. the attachment you get even yeah. though you didn't develop years of knowing that person but that child was in the, in the wife's womb yeah you you, you made that ch- like it's cr- yeah so I think that some people don't understand the effect that that may have on someone yeah. and it clearly had yeah that uh, actually kind of some a similar statement not from somebody like that but like not even a friend, but yep. like a friend of a friend was talking, and they said a comment about you know, the baby was only here a week. Well, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like you, you know, your wife, you build a bond with that child, your husband and wife. You build a bond with that child, and it was hard for me because, like, just like you were saying, like they had all this stuff at their house, right, getting ready for this child. And my wife was was pumping, and the baby was gone. Because she had to, like, that shit hurts to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just constant memories of everything that kept, keeps happening. You know, we buried a child, and a few days later, you're still pumping milk that was for her, and she's gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the connection. Like, you don't understand. You know, because you have a journey with a child, and especially if you have children. You know, that's just when people say things like that, it's it's inconsiderate and ignorant. When they want to break it down to like weeks or days or this is how long you knew that like none of that matters when it comes to matters of the heart and right. matters of life and death right. and family and yeah it's craziness right for sure but you were you were given the ed block courage award yeah. i'm sure that meant it meant a lot it to meant me. a lot it meant a lot to me you know the reason it meant a lot was the reason i could go back and play you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. when we needed people the most that organization those players they were there for us. Yep. So it, it felt like it was only right for me to be there for them. And then they needed me, and it was kind of wild because when they needed me, Teron had got hurt, which was a hell of a player, but he had got hurt against the Bengals. I stepped in. It was a month after she was born. So it was November 11th was the game. A month, one, told, one whole month. And I remember waking up that day, I felt, I felt like shit. Day of the game, I felt like straight trash. I'm in, the, I'm in the bathroom throwing up like before the game. Like I just feel bad. Then you know when you feel like that physically, you don't feel all that strong. And then like early in the second quarter, he goes down. I'm like, well, shit, it's go time now. Like that's just that trigger, you know. And I went out and I played well. And I started the next four games, five games. I played well, but you know, that's the reason they, they, they voted for me. That says a lot, though. You were a Pro Bowl starter for, what, 10 years, nine years? Nine years. I don't know. Um, you know, one of the best players on, on your squad, whether it was in Miami, Chicago, or New Orleans, and then you're being asked to take a lesser role as a vet. You know, you're it wasn't more easy. advanced in your career. It wasn't easy. That it's was, not easy, yet. That that's, not but easy. that's being a great teammate. Yeah. And that's why you get an award like that. Perspective. Like, one thing I've realized over the last few years is you gotta you gotta step back and look at whatever situation you're in and understand that just because you're not a starter anymore, even though you started for the last nine years, you made all the money in the world and you never really thought any of this could happen. I took a step back. There's a little bit over two thousand players in the NFL. I'm not starting. Okay. I'm not getting the money I want. I mean I'm not Nowhere near the money I wanted. But the day of free agency, 
I'm just and I and I'm coming off of surgery. So the Saints bring me in. So that was exciting for me. Cause yeah. I started my career there. My wife is from there, born mm-hmm. and raised. So, you know, when I told her that the Saints were interested, her eyes lit up. You know what I'm saying? So long story short, man, I'm in my recovery room, which is right behind you. I'm talking to my agent. I'm like, man, just get him up a little bit. Get him up a little bit. Like, I need something. Like, yeah, I need yeah. some guarantee because I'm not going out to training camp. I'm not putting my body on the line, and I come away with nothing. Like, I, I I'm not doing it. I don't need the game that much, but I wanted it, you know. And after talking to some people, mother, my wife, my spiritual advisor, man, they were just like, you got to look at perspective, right? Figure out what you're doing it for, right? So... I didn't even tell my wife yet. I told my agent, like, look, let's go ahead and call New Orleans, tell them this is what we want to do. We're going to come back. We're going to sign a deal. This is the first time, like I said, I'm coming off of surgery, first day of free agency. That night, we're, we're committing. Two minutes later, I go downstairs to tell my wife. She's in the bathroom, just finished taking a pregnancy test. So I'm coming down to give her the good news, and she's telling me some good news, and I'm just kind of in shock, like, Okay, like I'm like, baby, we're we're going back to New Orleans, and like she's like, great, I'm pregnant. I'm like, really, like, so it's like, to me, it's like God knew what He was doing. He knew that, hey, you're gonna face some adversity in your life this year, and I don't want you to be here to deal with it. I want you, you to need, go back home. You need your family. I need you need family. You need family. You need people who are close to you. So yeah. like that's what's that's what kept me sane, and that's what's giving me understanding, and that's why I was able to finish it last year, even though it was the fucking hardest thing I've yeah, ever done yeah, in my yeah. life, just because the day I got back, the day I came back was which we were traveling to, to the Vikings. The day I got back, back in the O-line group, our assistant O-line coach just had a baby. So like at the end of the group, they congratulated him. And like two weeks ago, I had just lost a child. A week ago, I had just buried a child. So it was perspective, like it ain't always about me. You got to continue to try to be happy for other people. But the fact that I can sit here and tell this story, I've had people in my DMs and messages, and I've had people I was, you know, helping with my words, you know, a couple days after she was yeah. she was gone. So it's perspective, man. You're lucky, man. You have you have a beautiful family. Sure. Obviously, you wish it was a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and it hopefully will be soon. Yep. Um, your wife is expecting again. Yep, another... Uh, She's pregnant. We're pregnant again. Um, another girl. So it's a it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing, and that's kind of why I haven't been so worried about fucking going back and playing ball, man. Because she, I take her to the doctor's appointments and cook breakfast for the kids before they go to school, and I just enjoyed them. Priorities in life change. Man, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a bigger picture, and got to put everything. Uh, figure out what's the best thing for me, you know, because I want to be here with these kids. I want to play basketball with my son. And, you know, for a couple months, for a few months, I, I couldn't really even shoot a ball because my thumb was so jacked up. So it's – Hey, if you I need somebody good. to shoot with your son, I'm always around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, man, I'm trying to be like you. I, yeah. I'm six years older, but I yeah. haven't started a family yet, and that's yeah. something that I admire you for. Yeah. And it, it brings a lot want. of joy to my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like – because before, like, I talked to my wife all the time. Like, what, I was like, what, what, what do we do before kids? Like, what do we do meaningful? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we might have went here, we went there and did this or yeah. did that. But, you know, it's a, this is a bigger purpose right now. Talk about uh, 
the meaningful barbecue you've been doing in the backyard. Because I, I like I like barbecue. For sure. So uh, what's before we get to that, what's the best barbecue you've ever had? Anything my pops cooks. Yeah, just yeah, that I, whole barbecue. I, I, I keep, I, you know, that's, that's what I know. I didn't that's grow up I, with, with barbecue at the home. Uh, I grew up with Italian food, so. Yeah, I mean. It's a little I, different. I, I grew I didn't miss no meals growing up. You know, it's funny because I've definitely switched my diet up a lot, a good bit. So, you know, I'll do barbecue here and there. You know, so uh, if you, you're talking about that video, one of them, one of them videos. I've I seen a couple videos yeah, of you yeah, barbecuing yeah. Back, or pictures or something. Yeah, I don't know, might sure. have been like, some story stuff on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why, you know, that's why we bought this house. You know, like, I don't buy this house for me. You know, I, I want I want people to come down. I want us to enjoy. You know, that's why we got the, the court and all that kind of stuff out back. Is because it ain't for me. It's you for the kids. Host. Yeah, I like the host. I like having my family down. I like... You know, I like when my wife's family comes down. I like when my friends come. I want you to be comfortable. I want you to hang out. You know, I want you to come back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not with my, you know, my original friends, but I'm making new friends here, and I still want to make sure my family and friends can come down and, and just fellowship with us whenever, you know, because that's, that's, how that's how I was raised, shit. That's good stuff. Yeah, what's, what's your favorite type of barbecue? Like, you like brisket? I like brisket. Yeah. You like, um... Steaks, sausages. Mm. I mean, what do you ribs, pork, beef? Man, my pops, his baby back ribs are fire. Baby back ribs. Yeah, you can check my Instagram. I made a, I made a. Uh, aside from my do rag videos, I do those <laughs> like, uh, like little side job hustle videos. And I had one, and I did a, a like a barbecue one. And my pops had just like cooked smoked these ribs on the green egg and I was just saucing them and I just told my sister like grab the camera I'm gonna make something funny right quick and but I mean yeah it's got to be it's got to be ribs man like if you ever came to actually I'm going to invite you right now on there we're having like a tailgate for my foundation the second week of the season down here Patriots versus Miami oh at the stadium yeah yeah so you know it's gonna I have, have a lot of friends that come down for, for the Patriots game. because I'm yeah. from Boston so yeah, yeah 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 I'm not a Patriots fan though though so yeah for sure but yeah, yeah it, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a good little time, man. You know, pre, all the food you see me post is all the food that's gonna be all out right. there. Uh, you know, so it's gonna be that's what we do, man. I'm from the country, man. You know, we cook, you get people together, you drink, you have a good time, and and it's all love. So you mentioned your diet has changed a little bit. Yeah, I can't keep eating like this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep doing it, man. Like. You, but yeah, this, there's been, there's been a rumor on the street that you might get under 300 pounds Look, for the first I, time. If, if I get under forever. 300 pounds, I've been a little ignorant on my, on my IG. I've been a little foolish, but if I get under 300 pounds, y'all won't be able to control, <laughs> to control me. Nah, I ain't been under 300, man, since uh, 2002. So I think it'd be a good look. Yeah, I I'm, mean, I'm, if, if the career is over, there's no sure. reason to carry that no, weight around. No, I, I gotta, I gotta get it off me. I gotta be healthier. You know, um, stop eating the pork a lot. You know, I might have it here and there, you know, every now and yeah, then. Yeah, it's but, fine. You know, but, you know, when we were playing in my earlier years, probably up to my 10th year, I mean, we're eating bacon and four or five eggs a morning. Like, I can't – I'm not playing no more. I can't do it no more. So, you know, I just try to do meat for one meal. And yep. I, I indulge a little bit on the weekends, but I got to make sure I'm, I'm feeling good, you know. It's those carbs, too. Those yeah. carbs will kill you. Yeah, them carbs. Are, as long as you eat them early, you know you'll be all right. But right. if you eat them before bed, it can be, yep. you know, it can be a little trouble. So, as we get older, we learn stuff like that. I know you don't have anything bad to say about Andrew Luck, as he moves forward with retirement. <laughs> no. I mean, I, 
My, anybody who's played the game can respect anybody who's gone out there. You do, like you laid don't it on the line. A lot of people, if you if you've never suited up, you don't understand what goes through your head on a daily basis. What you have to put yourself through. I listened to a little bit of his press conference, and he's right. Like he's had surgery every year for the last four or five years. He's been battling rehab probably through a season every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it, it takes a toll on you. I've been very fortunate enough, like, my first few years starting, my first year starting was in 09. I don't think I missed a game for an injury until I was, like, my first year in Chicago or maybe my second year in Chicago. And that was at practice, you know. So, like, it's hard to stay out there. And when you are out there, you know, guys play with so much stuff, so many different injuries, so many different things that you – the normal person would probably call a, call an ambulance to come get you. You know, like hips and, and knees and, and, and wrist um, ailments, things that are bothering you. You know, you're getting that needle every week and it makes you feel like Superman. But once that needle wears off, mm-hmm. you know, the makes and the pains, they come back. And if you're getting surgeries, man, that's, it, just, it weighs a lot. It's a lot. I respect this decision. Whatever you want to do, if you don't want to play this game, don't play it. You don't owe anybody anything, you know. I was talking to EJ about it the other day and they came out of high school the same year and he just said man like <laughs> what that guy has has gone through I think he led the league in getting sacked or at least getting hit yeah. I mean they didn't protect him they didn't yeah. they weren't bringing in top-notch linemen there right they they really haven't had much of a running game that's I mean, the that's stuff really that protects a quarterback that's really what it is I mean it's, it's hard to put it all on the line on the offensive line mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, uh, looking at some of the Colts' games, I mean, he's throwing the ball 40, 50, 60 times a game. You don't want a championship like that, Yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to be balanced. You know, look at the Patriots. I mean, I always go back to our championship run in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll throw it 40 times. Some but, games. But I bet you we ran it 30 times in that mm-hmm. game, 35 times. So we were balanced. Balance is key. They know you're going to throw the ball majority of the time. You're not helping your quarterback out. And it's, you know how hard it is to to protect a guy 40 snaps a game, pass plays a game? That's hard, you know, because you're playing against some great DBs out here who can cover. And if they can cover more than three seconds, your quarterback's getting hit. Yeah. I don't care who you got up front. You know, maybe some lines that – some lines are a little bit better, but – I saw some picture of Luck yesterday. It was like – I think it was the guy on the Saints – on his back, like yeah, Junior Gallet, I believe. Was that that yeah. play, it looked like he was like a like Should've, an animal, like yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a cowboy get a calf getting roped. Yeah, and he's got him on his back, like yeah, it's like, dude, he just took some hits, man. He took some hits, and it's funny though, because of course you know the clip is going viral, uh, how just how nice of a guy he was. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that clip, Andrew Luck's clip? You got you got you got to see it every time he gets hit or he gets sacked. He, oh, he, he he tells the yeah, hey man, good hit, like. Yeah. That shit's funny, man. It's funny, but like he took, he took too many of them, and it's just unfortunate because you know the league will never. Well, he won't, as of right now, they won't have uh, his talent in the league anymore. You know, it's just unfortunate. But I wish him well. I just think like, I mean, this is me, not you. Ninety percent of fans are just idiots. Like, how can you, how can you boo a guy? How can you even criticize somebody who wants to, who wants to do what they want to do with their own life? Like. That's so like let them do what they want to do. Sometimes you got to sit back and look at and realize that we're all just for entertainment. And when people see us, it's like we're just a show. 
they don't, you know, they think you just show up on Sunday. Some people think you just show up on Sundays and, you know, you're, you're, you're entitled to play a perfect game. This is this this game is hard, man. This, people are trying to eat. People are trying to feed their families, day in and day out. Practice in, practice out. Game in, game out. Game out. It's fun, man. But you know, you have to come a point in time. You have to do what's right for you. And if you don't feel like you can do it, then you can't do it. My body broke down at like age twenty playing yeah. sports. Yeah. I wasn't built for this. So the the one thing that I am most impressed by by guys like you and EJ and friends of mine who who have played and as adults. Yeah. It's like that you your bodies have withstood all this for so long. Yeah. People don't understand. I just don't think they get yeah. it. Yeah. Like I could not be I couldn't I <laughs> people say like you know, like, oh, you think you could take a hit from so-and-so or whatever? It's like, I would, I would break. Right. It's, uh, it's a it. lot, man. It's a lot. And, you, you know, when it comes down to that, it's how do guys take care of their body? You know, when I was in – if I would kept doing some of the things I was doing in my younger days, I wouldn't have made it past well, People didn't six, know back seven, then eight. either. Right. It it's, was definitely not a lot so of knowledge. Much. You know, and your nutrition and the way you work out. And honestly, you got to have a chiropractor. You have to have a great masseuse. You need to have a physical therapist. You know, Pilates is a big thing now. You know, everything is Recovery big. is a whole thing Recovery is everything. Recovery is everything. When I first got in the league, there was no massage therapist at the facility. There was no physical therapist at the facility. Now you can't go to a facility that, that doesn't have massage therapists and physical uh, physical therapists and chiropractors that come in two or three times a week. Like, recovery's big now. Recovery is a thing because guys are trying to have longer careers. And the NFL is trying to do the right thing when it comes to the recovery part of the game. And, you know, but just because you do that recovery there, you have to do recovery outside of that, you know. So when you get older, your life is pretty much around eating the right way and making sure you're – rested and recovered the right way and it's not cheap probably cost me a grand a week maybe a little bit more 1200 you know i would get them i'd go see the physical therapist and get a massage on the same day that's, you know on friday before the game that's that's five that's 500 do any cryo any of that stuff yeah yeah see like you know the saints had that last year i think teams are just starting to move to putting them in their facilities um float tanks yeah yeah uh, yeah so Recovery is at a, is at an all time high. You'd be foolish to come into this league and not understand how useful it is. If you want to last, and that's what a lot of guys. They just some guys are just happy to be here. Yeah. I was I was happy to be here, but I was excited to find a way to stay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's how I've played this game for so long. I've seen guys when they've got they've drafted guys. Even when I was with the Saints the first time, I've coming off years and I've had my back try to get better year in and year out. And they don't, you know, and they will. Uh, They'll draft somebody in the second round. But I'm going to keep working, and I'm going to be there. And I, I, If I'm hurt, I'm going to try to be out there. I've, I'll play through whatever. As long as I'm not – nothing's broken or a ligament ain't snapped, I'll play through whatever just so you don't have that opportunity to make the coach feel good because I want that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to somebody in the Pelicans organization, and I was saying how Zion might have saved – the Pelicans, because with the whole Anthony Davis mess and all that, like they might actually lose their team out the league. Because I heard they have like some of the worst attendance in the league. For sure. They're owned by the owner of the Saints, mm -hmm. and he was telling me that there's a deal between the two teams where basically any sponsorships that the Saints get, they have to sponsor the Pels too. Mm -hmm. So like it's almost like hand in hand. So right. they're like they're going to be fine because right. of the Saints. For sure. 
and the Saints are always, um, you know, they're, they're, the Saints are doing great. They're the breadwinner in Louisiana when it comes to professional sports. Right, right, know? right. But you're right. I mean, when they drafted Zion, I tweeted, like, to the Pelicans ticket office, I might need some uh, some season tickets. Yeah. But then I kind of sat back and thought that probably wouldn't be a good idea with a baby on the way. So I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll just chill because I was, I was thinking about – you know, flying in every other week just to see him because you know he hopefully he can put on the show. And I like his team too. He got some good. Teammates. Yeah, I do too. I, I like I like him. And there's another guy, a seven footer that they brought in. That's um Jackson Hayes. Yeah. That's uh, the the tight end coach from the Jonathan Hayes. You know Jonathan Hayes. He played in the so. NFL. I, I want to say the so. Chiefs maybe. Okay. I knew him as a player. Like I remember watching him as a kid, and then he was on Hard Knocks. Maybe with the. Bengals? Mm-hmm. Might have been the Bengals tight end coach. His it's his son. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dark. I like I like him. Uh, I think they got yeah, some good, good leadership. Yeah, he did. I think they got some good leadership with Drew still down there. Um I forget a couple guys that they brought in. Frank Jackson yeah. was a good draft yeah. pick. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about him, man. You know, City of New Orleans, man, they deserve some good sports teams, you know, because that city goes through you know, has been through so much. But that's what I was gonna ask you. So as big as Zion is and I mean, even if he becomes half of what people think he's going to be, mm-hmm. I still don't even think he compares to what Drew Brees means to that city. Oh, come on, like man. I don't even think, man. like no, it's no, just I, it's, apples it's, and oranges. Yeah, like if he brings a championship, then then you know the city's going to eat that up. But as of right now, Drew Brees is the man around there, and deservingly so. Deservingly so. I mean, the guys. He's everything you want in a leader and a quarterback. Doesn't that make you want to go harder to have a guy – you're protecting Listen, a guy like that? For sure. It, that's funny you say that because that's literally what my mindset was. Yeah. I would go into every single week, every like when even when I first started playing until the day I left, and even last year when I came back and started them games, that was my single – like that was my motivation. I can't go out here and let this man get hit, get hurt, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. So – you know, you got to put your fears and whatever doubts about yourself. You got to decide and understand the bigger picture. I had to, you know, he's 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 greatness, and I want to be a part of it, and I want to help him get to where he wants to go. I want to help this team get to where they want to go, and I, I got to protect him. You know, That's no disrespect it. to Drew at all. How many times did he hit you in the back with a pass? Because like I know he has trouble seeing over yeah. the line. I'll be honest with you. He hasn't gotten me. I've taken more shots to the ribs from running backs hitting, okay. me, yeah, <laughs> hitting me in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of funny because Drew, he's, what, he's tipping six foot, six, maybe a little bit more than six foot, but he finds a way. He finds a way deadly accurate. Um, it's exciting to see. I mean, he doesn't have a, a hose of an arm. It's not like no, one of those crazy. No, it's all timing, man. you got to be in the right place at the right time. And that's one thing that's – you know, going to New Orleans first and then going to other places has spoiled me because, you know, you see a relationship between a head coach and a quarterback, and they're yeah. just like – they're like damn Siamese twins that were separated. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, they probably can finish each other's sentences. You know what I'm saying? Like in the huddle type mm-hmm. shit. You know, when they get in certain situations, they'll bounce out – because you can hear them. You overhear them. They'll bounce ideas off each other, and, they will, and you'll hear one of them say, that's exactly what I was thinking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So when you have that kind of relationship, they demand you be on top of your game. That's, I think that's what's gotten me to where I am in life, you know, in, in this game. You know, it's kind of just giving me more, giving me more of appreciation and drive. Time to keep it a hundo. For sure. 
All right. Favorite athlete as a kid? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's an easy one. It is. That is definitely the easiest one you could probably say, but yeah, I'm going to stick with it, man. I still have, I've still invested in a bunch of his shoes and shit, yeah. so I'm definitely going with Michael Jordan. Would you rather give up alcohol or sweets? Alcohol. Sweets. You'd be? Sweet alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweets. Sweets or sweets. You give up I, sweets I, over alcohol? Yeah, because sugar will. I can I can have a drink here and there. Sugar, I have to I have to stop fucking eating sweets too. Okay. I've always had a sweet too. So if I could give it up, I would love to. If you go to any U.S. city that you've never been to, where would you go? And it, like it, you might have played in a city, but you didn't really see it. I want to go so to Alaska. I want to go to so somewhere in Alaska. Somewhere in Alaska where I can because I just I'm a scenery type of person. I like to be around water. Do you want to do like the daytime? I mean the summertime when it's all daylight all day or. You want to go in the frigid cold? I don't mind the cold. I don't. I don't want it too too cold, but I don't mind. It's pretty cold. extreme up there. Yeah, it is. It's pretty <laughs> bad. I would love to see it. Yeah, I never know, been there. I haven't either. I, I, if, if anything, I would just take like a, a nice Alaskan cruise or something yeah. just to see it, just to be a part of it for once. What's the worst U.S. city you've been to? The worst U.S. city I've been to. You know, Tampa was like a ghost city to me when I went up there. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but I love Tampa. Like, I love Clearwater. I love St. Pete Beach. Right, right, right. But when right, you go right. into the city of Tampa, you're mm-hmm. like, where the hell is everybody at? Yeah. I, and I've been there a few times because I had a financial – my first financial advisor was there. So I spent some decent time in Tampa, and fam- we would take trips to Tampa. But I love Clearwater, St. Pete Beach, cool. But yeah, whenever I, but I love going to Ybor City. I love Ybor City. I got one of my favorite restaurants is down there. Uh, but whenever you go into the city, it's like, why is it so dead here? Yeah. You know what Last I'm saying? time I was in Tampa, I stayed in the city, and there was, like, nothing going. There was yeah. a, I think there was, like, a hockey playoff game. Yeah. And there were people coming and going from that. And once they came and left, nothing. Nobody left in the city. Right. For my Saints fans, I'll just say Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> but we both know that's not the truth. For sure. <laughs> um, what about international? If there's one place you could go. Mm, I want to go. I want to go to Africa. Anywhere in Africa? Yeah, I, I want to take a whole tour. I want to. I want to see how beautiful South Africa, uh, South Africa is. But I want to go see some of the other countries. And Same here. Some of the. Uh, it's just. I think it would be very important for me and my family to see that sooner rather than later. My son talks about it all the time. Really? Yeah. You ever done uh, ancestry DNA? I have not. I, I, me my wife got me one for Christmas. I haven't done it yet. I just got to do it. And yeah, I think yeah. that would be pretty. I think that'd be pretty cool. But, you know, I've heard those conspiracy theories about, about sending your Absolutely. shit in for that. I haven't done it. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of like, because she got it for me, and the next thing you know, I see, like, you know, this theory here that they, yeah, I don't know, just listening to bullshit. But I do want to do it. I've heard some, some cool stuff about it, though. Like, 75% of African Americans are Nigerian. Yeah. Um, I mean, because most people came over on the boats from right. West Africa. Right. And then uh, not one... I mean, this isn't shouldn't be a surprise, but not one African American has come back a hundred percent African. For sure. You know, I mean, yeah. that's like a done it's, deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But just like stuff to to hear the stuff that's happened with it, like as far as like I have a friend, my roommate in college, found his biological father through it. Really? He didn't know that that was his father. He thought his father died when he was five years old. Right. And he found out this other guy who lived 
five miles from the house he grew I've up heard in. a couple of stories like that. Yeah, man. that's that's pretty unique, especially if something happens like that. Yeah, you know, but I I, I think I can't pinpoint one place I'd want to go. I would I would want to see a lot. Same here. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to see over there. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer like uh, Commander's Palace or like Willie Mays Scotch House? Like I haven't, I didn't, I, didn't, I never did Willie Mays. You never did Willie Mays. No, Do you have a fried chicken spot in New Orleans? That's because that's what they're known for. Willie Mays. Yeah. Uh, we did Dookie Chase's a few times. It's right by Dookie Chase. Okay, okay. Like yeah. right Dookie Chase. Before he passed, you know, we we did we went and uh, we went we went to uh, we would go there. They got a good they got good chicken there. Okay. Um, so it's the same idea. Same spot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you prefer Commander's that type of like little. Uh, I like it. Shack. I'll be honest with you. I like it all, bro. Yeah. Like I, I don't. Switch it I, up. I love to eat. Like I, I love to eat. Obviously, you don't get. Well, I'm not 325 <laughs> now, so. Uh, but you don't get over 300, you know, shying away from food. Are you closer to the three even now? I'm 308 okay. this morning, as of this morning. I got down to like 304, then I went on vacation for two weeks. You're going to get then, under three by, yeah, I'm gonna get it. By, by, by Christmas. Oh, my God. I'll be, I'll be under if, if, three in 30, 30, 30, 30, 40 days, you okay. know, if I just go hit the gym like yeah, I'm you supposed don't even, to. You haven't even been working out, really. No, i just been – I've been eating right, drinking a lot of water, and um, – I, and I'll go do my cardio, you know, like I walk, I'll jog, I'll hit the bike, you know, sometimes I make it to the gym right now. That's what I'm saying, like, I can't take no team's money, not right now, you feel me? Like, I would yeah. feel like a piece of shit if I went and did that. you also not giving your best version of you. And, For sure. You know, you don't want to look like a fool. For sure. Uh, favorite TV show as a kid? Oh, man. Man, I grew up on, like... TGIF days, man. <laughs> like the, like the easy days. So um, what, what's uh, is that? Full House, Family, family Matters. matters. Was, that was always a good one. Um, cartoons. I mean, of course, I was a Power Rangers fan back in the day. That's like a little after my time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was but, in high school, so I wasn't on the. Yeah, Power you can't Rangers. do that. You can't do that. But I remember that. I remember all of that. Uh, I wasn't on it, on it like that. I was on the video games, dude. Like. Like what, Nintendo or Super Nintendo? No, no Super Nintendo. I was a Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Who have you met that just had you starstruck? I know you've met plenty of people, and, you know, I'm sure you don't get starstruck because, you know, you're a pro athlete. But who have you met that was just kind of like, damn, I can't believe I met this person? Remember me and a few of my boys, we was out in Vegas, and we had just, man, we we was out at the club all night until probably like four or five and we're just sitting in the casino, probably like trying to find our way back to the room and probably go grab something to eat. And like five something in the morning, like fucking Dr. J walks by. And I looked at my boys and we just, we looked at him, we made eye contact and we said, what's up? That's a good one. But then like 10 seconds later, I was like, say bro, that was fucking Dr. <laughs> this is verbatim, I was like, say bro, that was fucking Dr. J. If we don't go get a picture like, we tripping. They were like, you right. And we just <laughs> found him. Went to go take a picture. I've been looking for that picture ever since. But, like, seeing him, because, uh, you know, I was always into sports. Like I said, MJ was my favorite. But I would watch all the slam dunk contests from back in the well, day. He's also got that connection with Virginia. He played for the Virginia Squires. Yes, right. That's right. The, That's right. The ABA. Yes. So, it's like, for me to see him, like, I met everybody you've ever wanted to meet at football. You know, past guys. You know, I've. I've done I've done that and it's been cool. It's been it's been dope. You know, I'm I'm from King George, Virginia. I don't I didn't meet nobody, no pro, any no professional NFL athletes. NFL players from your town, right? No, NFL, NBA, school, no right? major league, none of that. So for me to see a lot of these people, 
I thought it was pretty cool. What did you want to be when you were a kid? I wanted to play Major League Baseball. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. I mean, Who? I was serious about it, too. Who was your guy? Cal Ripken. Okay. Loved Were it. you an Orioles fan? Uh-huh. Yeah. I still am. They're just they're not very good. Yeah, they've been really bad. They've been bad for a long goddamn time. It kind mm-hmm. of pisses me off because I'm just like, I want something. I want them to have some good years. But, you know, it's sports. It is what it is. Their time will come. You've been to Cannon Yards a bunch. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's funny because when I went to school in Baltimore, I think I might have went to two games. But my, my father, what I remember he used to do for me all the time is he would take us up there. You know, he would he would take he would take me up there, and we would go see the games. And I, that's when Cal Ripken was on and popping, man. Like he was in the streets. Yeah, he was in the Iron Man, and that was awesome for me to watch that. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story? This is a crazy story, and I never heard it from Cal Ripken's mouth or from Kevin Costner's mouth. You know, Kevin Costner. The actor. Yeah. So Kevin Costner was. I guess staying, he was friends with Cal Ripken, mm-hmm. and he was staying with him during Cal's baseball career, during the streak. Mm-hmm. And Costner was uh, getting ready to do either Field of Dreams or that other baseball movie he was yeah. in, Bull Durham. Okay. He was in Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, and then another one right. he pitched in or something. Anyway, he was staying with Cal and working on his baseball game and all that stuff. And apparently, he slept with Cal's wife, and Cal found out and didn't want to play the next day. And that was going to end the streak. And the Orioles found out about it. And they they announced to the media that the uh, power wasn't working at Camden Yards, and they canceled one of the games because Kevin Costner slept with Cal Ripken's wife. That's like a that's like a urban myth, but like it's on. Like if you look for it, it's all over the place online. Wow. Imagine that that is, I opened up my house to you, and first off, yeah, oh my gosh, the wife like they must have had they must have been going through some shit. For I mean, come on, man, like, come on. That is really some shit though. <laughs> that blew my mind. I don't when even I heard want that. to say, man. That is that's some shit. That's sick. Shout out to the Orioles for doing that. That is some <laughs> right. sick shit. Let but he's like, I can't play. Yeah. I can't play. Top three Virginia athletes of all time. Your three favorite. It's been some great ones. Allen Iverson. Yep. Mike Vick. You got two of mine right there. I got one more that was special to me because I met him uh, when I was in high school, and he was he was a great athlete. Who was that? Joe Smith. Joe Smith. Basketball player. Norfolk. Yeah. Uh, number one pick in the NBA draft. Uh-huh. Went to Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. My third would be... I'm gonna go family, bro. Justin Anderson, that's my, that's my, little, yeah, that's my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my oh, that's cousin. your cousin? Yeah. Okay. Where's he from in Virginia? Um, he's originally from Caroline County. Grew up in West uh, Westmoreland, Virginia. Where Small he was town. From. Yeah, smaller than I know. He from went to King UVA, George. right? Yep. Yeah. So committed to Maryland. Committed to Maryland, but uh, after it was Gary Brown's name. Gary. Gary Williams. Gary Williams. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. He that's when he, he went over to UVA. So I gotta go. I gotta go. Family for my third. Where's he at now? He's still a free agent, man. Oh, he he's is? still a free agent. He's trying to find his way. He got banged up a little bit, nicked up, and that guy. I used, I used to love watching him. You know what I'm saying? Love watching him. I used to like um, another two sport athlete out of Virginia, Ronald Curry. Yeah. He was just yeah. another guy who was. He was nasty. Too. Yeah. He was nasty too. Good at everything. Damn. 
So it's a lot. It's a good bit. I'm just drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah, Camp yeah, Chancellor. You yeah. Got, you, know, you got some good guys. Of course, AI and, and, and Mike Vick was the first. Yeah, I mean, they're iconic. Like, you remember national. Ahmad Brooks? Yeah, yeah. UVA, yeah, yeah. linebacker. He used, to, he used to return punts and kickoffs in high school. <laughs> For yeah, real? Yeah, he was serious. Yeah, he, was, he serious. was a sick athlete. For sure. For sure. Um, one pair of kicks the rest of your life. One brand or one nah, pair? No, like one actual pair. Jordan 11s? Jordan 11s. Yeah, I Space Jams. Yeah, I love them. That was the first pair of, one of the first pair of Jordans I I got. I remember, you know, that was back in the day off East Bay. I had to call and get them. Yep. You know, the, the fun days of shoe collecting. Yep. Actually, that's where I got my first pair. For real? Of 11s. Yeah. One album the rest of your life. What would wow. you listen to? I'm going to go with something that's timeless, man. I'm going to go... For now, we're just gonna say we're just gonna say Hove, even though he's getting some backlash right now. Yeah, right. I think his his intentions are probably I'm good. Not, you know, I'm not mad at it, man. People take shit out of context yeah. and run with it. It's kind of sickening. But also look at like um, the situation with the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. Yeah. And he's a big Trump donor, and he owns Equinox. So now it's like if you work out at Equinox or you're a Dolphins fan, you're a Trump supporter. Right. You know? Like shit is, man. Politics is so crazy. Cause I remember back in the day, I would ask my parents, "Hey, who you like?" I didn't know much. I didn't know nothing about yeah. politics. Who you voting for? I'm not. They wouldn't even tell me. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, we tell everybody. Yeah. We let everybody know. Yep. So then, once you do that, then people are going to, ju- you know, they're going to form an opinion off of you. Exactly. So I, I don't. I'd rather not even talk politics with people. Well, I have a friend. And he's just like me and my friends, and he's like my only friend that's like a Trump supporter. And I said to him, like, he's like, you know, he jokes with us in, the, in group text and stuff, mm-hmm. and we mess with him. But I really, like, said something to him one day. I said, I, I question your intelligence and your humanity. Right. And he's like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I'm serious. Because, like, how can you support that guy? Right. And, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Right. Because, like, look at all these things. I can give you a list of reasons why I feel right, that way. Right. And he's just, like, he was, like, kind of offended by it. But it's, like, that's how are. you look at people now, they are, though. They all are. Because it's, like, the way you talk about people and the way you, you know, you give your opinions on people. That's another reason I have an issue with SportsCenter and some of these other shows. Because it's, like... You're not giving facts. You're giving opinions, and then people run with that shit. Right. And then people base your opinions, and they make it feel like it's fact when it's not. There's a lot of good people out here. There's a lot of good black people. There's a lot of good Mexican people. There's a lot of good white people. There's mm-hmm. a lot of great cops. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that ain't shit, but you know, like the way you the way you talk about people, you 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 put people in this like box, and people start to look at mm-hmm. every black person as. A threat. Every Mexican is a threat. Right, right. So it's like, that's my issue. That is my issue with him. I, like, the things he could be doing, he could he could be creating jobs. Great. Whatever. But. He's not, uh, his humanity is lacking. Yes. and he that's and seem that's, to care about people. Right. And, you know, and to see all these, you know, these kids get ripped away from their families mm-hmm. and nothing's happening about it and. You know, the way he attacks African-American women, it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's never going to stop if the leader of the United States continues to talk about people like that. But speaking of the criticism, the the podcast I did with EJ, 
I don't know if you heard, you, you mentioned you listened to it. I was talking about Russell Westbrook. And I, I, made, said, it, I made it through halfway up. Okay, yeah. I said, he's a terrible shooter. And he's like, he's not a terrible shooter. He's like, he's in the NBA. He's an right, all-star. Right, he like, right, right. He's like, this is why I don't like people criticizing professional athletes. Right. Like, people want to, he didn't, he didn't bring his name into it, but I could see his point of view where right. somebody will get on SportsCenter or ESPN and say, EJ Manuel's terrible. And it's yeah. like, nah, EJ Manuel's a great quarterback at Florida State. Right. He was a first round pick. Right. He started in the NFL and actually right. had success in the NFL. Right. He's not a terrible quarterback. Right. Like, certain fans or certain people on TV, like, they expect you to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, they expect you not to make a mistake. You give up a QB pressure or sack, you're as an as an offensive lineman, your fucking mentions are in shambles. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't you know? I've I've had bad games where I've gotten I've ended the game has ended on a sack from me, mm -hmm. and I've had death threats, people talking crazy to me, hoping I get cancer, all this shit, hoping I die. That's I'm like, and I'm just like, because of your fantasy, I don't give a f right. I don't care about your like I don't right. care about it. I don't, but like I'm not perfect and. I'm not getting paid like I'm perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing really well, but it's like I'm, you, I'm, I'm a human. I make mistakes. I get beat. This is a man's game. You're going to get beat. Or some a false start or something. Oh, my god! I can imagine. Oh, my like, god! Or get a holding, like to bring a big playback. Yeah. Man, people are they're ready to crucify you, yeah. dude. I've had some of the same people ready to crucify me. I come back and I play well a year later. Or I play well, you know, the next game. And. It's all good. Like, I don't forget. I still know you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and, I, you know, it, it definitely made me think, like, damn, here I am, somebody who plays pickup ball. Yeah. And, like, you know, sometimes my jump is off. Right. And I'm sitting here saying Russell Westbrook's right. a terrible right. shooter. Like, so that, uh, that's part of my reason, like, I haven't it, like I stopped watching some of those shows a lot, especially during the season. Yeah, I don't watch those. Yeah, I, like, I, I the just. The talking head shows? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't watch any of those. I mean, even some on SportsCenter is just like, stop giving you, like, just just put the facts out. And mm -hmm. I understand it. You got to sell. Yeah. I get it. I, like, I understand. It's, it's business, you know. We just spoke about Mike Vick and AI. Steel cage match. Michael Vick versus Allen Iverson. Both of them are tough. Yeah. Like, they're both, to play in the league, you got to be tough. But AI was AI was just a dog. Like, he was a dog. I'm going to give it to Vic, though, bro, because I'm going to give him a little bit of the size. I'm going to give him size. and but Football. Yeah, the football mindset. But, you know, I mean, Allen Iverson is the type he'll, you know, kill himself trying to kill you. Well, you like, know what I'm saying? I, I think Vic might win, but AI comes out, like, still fucking for laughing sure, at him. For sure. Bloody for sure. For sure. Like, <laughs> AI is just tough, man. Yeah. Uh, celebrity crush. Did you ever have a celebrity crush growing up? Growing up, you remember when Carmen Electra used to look, used to be yeah. <laughs> Rodman. Hi, yeah, she was with yeah, Rodman. exactly. That's the, right that's before the, Rodman when she was like that was her yeah. peak. And that's why Rodman yeah. grabbed her. Of up, course, for sure. Yeah. Of course, Halle Berry back in the day. I mean, let's come on now, Beyonce. I mean, I listen to this. I was at my boy's crib on South Beach Fourth of July. It was about ten years ago. Yeah, and Halle Berry was living in his building, and she was in the pool with us on the fourth. It was me, him her and she had just had her first child and it was just the four of us in the pool yeah and we were just like <laughs> what like what do we do like right. we didn't know like and i'm sitting here like i was single i'm like let me take my shot fuck it and yeah. uh then like shortly after her she had um the baby with some white dude yeah he, he kind of looked like a, like a matthew mcconaughey type yeah, guy or whatever yeah. he came out and he was there so it was like yeah. oh, okay paparazzi was 
shooting through the fence, like really? right on South Beach. You've probably yeah, been yeah, in the yeah. building. One of your old teammates used to live there. Man, don't mm. even get me started on him. <laughs> Craziest teammate you ever had? Anthony Hargrove. Um, what what type of stuff? What eccentric he, type dude? He was just a he was just wild, man. He um, Super Bowl year he lay his shit on the line, man. Like pregame, he just he's the guy Speeches hollering and, and getting you amped up. He's just he was a big reason, you know. He's one of our. He's a big reason. The dude was always out there every game. Gave it his all every single game, but hit my fucker was little. He was, he was he a god? Nah, he was a D lineman. Oh, he's D tackle. Yeah, and um, you know what three hundred yard shuttles are? Yep. Man, I seen a dude do six of them straight. At his size? And do it all under time, under like sixty seconds, six Damn. of them. So like I, of course, there's a little cash on the line. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he did the most. D, D linemen are like. Some crazy athletes. You got it, yeah. Crazy for sure. athletes. For sure. Strong, that's like, no fast. offense, that's the big difference between you guys, though. Yeah. The old line Strong, and the D-line. fast, play with good leverage. Mm-hmm. And there's exceptions to the rule, though. Straight up. There's guys like you yep. who get buckets. <laughs> <laughs> was there ever anything in the media that was just a straight lie about you? It could be personal, it could be professional, but was there something that you just heard just like, that ain't true? I think the first time I was a free agent, they were somebody said that in the media that I was trying to get paid like another player on the team. Uh, like, saying I, that he wants uh, this like, guy. I, like money. I want. Uh, I want Drew I want. I want. J- it was Jari Evans. Yeah. Jari Evans. And. And he was the highest paid lineman. He was, at a, the time. he was the highest paid guard at the time. In the league. In the league, and I never said that. My agent never said that. You know, so when I was a free agent, you know, of course, social media ran with that and had some fun with it for a little bit. But I just told him, I was like, I never said anything like that. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not even me. That's not, I don't even talk like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. Top five offensive linemen of all time. Orlando Pace, Jonathan Ogden, Walter Jones. Um, John Runyon. Yeah, John Runyon. Runyon. Yeah. I was a big Joe Thomas fan. We came out the same year. I was oh, a big yeah, fan. Yeah. I was a big fan of him. Uh, just his consistency. Now we did things. I mean, they, they sucked most of the time he was there. Yeah, he played every game. Every game. You know what I'm saying? Just as durable yeah. as they come. I don't think he missed games until his last year. Yeah. Like he was just durable. You know, technique was always the same. You know, I like Joe, and, you know, that's another shout-out to our class. All right. We got the last two. We got uh, top five rappers of all time. I believe Jermon and I recorded a podcast in the past, yeah. but uh, never made it to the light of day. Yeah. Um, and we did this question before. I do yeah. remember a couple of the answers to this, but go Probably ahead. Probably Jay-Z and Lil Wayne. Yeah. That's my first two. You got to give it – you got, you got to put Tupac in there just because he just spoke so – he just spoke about real – you know, real life issues. His impact. Yeah. And his impact would have been way bigger if he wasn't taken from, you know, taken from us early. Um, but some people um, argue, and I may agree, that sometimes it's like when you come in and make this impact and then leave, we're like, take a guy, and this is just on a musical standpoint, not on a cultural impact, but like, mm-hmm. take a guy like DMX. If yeah. he puts out his first and second album and then he passes away, 
DMX is a legend, yeah. like top ten, top five. Yeah. But DMX went on to get into crack and yeah. rehab and yeah. not showing up so to concerts. So some of it is like you got to look at the overall grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, like as far as like business and what he's been able to do, all time, Drake will be up there. At, yeah. At the end of it, he's going to be up there just because of what he's been able to do from literally to start. To where he is now, he ain't nowhere near done. He, I mean, thing music's different now, it, but yeah. he just passed the Beatles for, for like sure. most top ten songs or most top hundred, something like for that. Sure. Like to pass the Beatles though, that's big. It's crazy. That's it's big. not just he's not just influencing rap; he's influencing music, right. all of music. Right, right. Uh, and Rakim's dope too, because you know, a lot of people get their influence from him, and <laughs> so you got you got to take it back, but. I'm with I'm with that I'm with that list right now. I mean, I think Eminem was a monster back in his day. I'm not really feeling him too much last five eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but his first not, three albums, two yeah, albums. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was great back in the day. Like I said, I don't know too much about now. Rakim, though. Yeah. EJ said, "Yo, I want to do uh, top five again." He's like, "I want to put Rakim in mine because yeah. he didn't put him in." Yeah. But like. Yeah. But I had because I had to think about that one because you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a documentary person so I'll go and I I like I love looking at like old rap documentaries. Loves it. You know. You seen all the the Wu all four? No, I didn't see that. You got to see the Wu. The I didn't Wu see, You know, I, I did it's hear about Showtime. it. It's on Showtime. It's okay. amazing. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna check that out. You know, me and the wife got some downtime. So. Yeah. You'll love <laughs> I'm it. A, uh, I'm gonna check that one out for sure. Uh, last question: Death Row meal. Death Row meal. Yes, sir. It's going to be a spread. Yeah, you don't I'm need a, to watch cholesterol or anything because no. they're putting you in the chair no, the next I need, day. I need a – this is so black. That this is so black. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need fried chicken. Yeah. I need my mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. I need a piece of steak. I'm not eating no green vegetables on my last <laughs> meal. I want my mac and cheese. Like, I'm just fucking scarfing a, a Thanksgiving meal down yeah. pretty much. Sweet potato. Straight up. My grandmother's – my grandmother's sweet potato uh, pie and her pound cake. My pops, chicken, down no, fried fish sandwich. Like I'm just going all out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going. I'm leaving anyway. So yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And you can you can put all that away. Like some people, I look at them and be like, you're not gonna be able to eat all that. But I you, mean, you if, could, you, if you come to one of our barbecues, I mean, shit, that's pretty much what it is. Like, oh, some of my listeners say you need to you need to give the height and weight of the guest, and I, I nobody realizes how big you are. Yeah. So. What are we looking at? Right now, I'm 6'5", 308. 6'5", 308. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a big dude. Yeah. Playing days, I was 6'5", 320, 325. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what are we drinking with it? Are we drinking like like some, some sweet tea or some Kool-Aid or something? Or are we drinking some real, some handy or something? No, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Hennessy probably, you know. Uh, or I'm on... I'm just on something good. Like if I'm if it's my last one, I'm I want some. Uh, what's the what's the expensive shit? I forgot. The Louis. Yeah, I need that. Louis I have 13. had that once, and that was fire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I need something like that. If it's my last time, man, I need something like that. I can drink Hennessy anytime. There it is, man. I wanted to say I'll be praying for you and Jessica. I appreciate with it. this uh, this next birth, and I hope everything works out with it, and whatever endeavor you yeah. decide to to get into yeah. as uh, your career winds down now. Yeah. I wish you the best. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This was cool, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. No doubt. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jamon Bushrod. That's a good guy right there. 
I wish him nothing but the best on the birth of his child. And this talk about him starting his own podcast. And I hope he follows through with it because I think he'll be really good at it. Okay, time for some Keeping It a Hundo updates. You may have noticed the lack of music, the lack of theme music. And I apologize for it. I apologize to Jermon and I apologize to my audience. But the main reason for that is because I'm trying to monetize this podcast. I really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. It's something I'm, I would do for free. And I have been doing for free. But eventually, I would like to start getting paid for this. And in order to get paid, I can't use other people's music. And I was aware of that when I started doing the podcast. But I just figured, you know, this is something I'm doing for fun. I don't really care about that. I'm not concerned with monetizing it, but it's almost two years now, and I feel like I have something here that could could really gain some traction. So I've decided to stop using other people's music, at least for now. I've put most of my podcasts up on YouTube, and if you want to get paid on YouTube based on the amount of listens... You can't have other people's music on there. There's copyright infringement laws, and a lot of the podcasts I've posted have infringed on the copyrights of these artists. Don't worry, I'm not going to get in trouble for it. I'm just not going to get paid for it. So as I go forward, I'm going to release these podcasts. Uh, For now, without any music... Because I haven't had anybody make me any beats. But if we got some beat makers out there, I'd love it if you could throw me something. I'll throw something back at you. And maybe we can uh, collaborate. If you listen to this podcast because you're a fan of Jermon or you're his friend or you're his family members, I would appreciate it if you download and subscribe to Keeping It a Hundo. And anybody else who hasn't done that yet, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on Keeping the Hundo.